0: Welcome to The Weight of Crypto Podcast, I'm your host Nathan, your home for daily news covering the most interesting happenings in the crypto space every 24 hours with a new show every single weekday at 9am Eastern Standard Time. Please subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. We're growing and we want to continue growing and giving you the latest news insights in the crypto sphere if you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at just three bucks a month. And if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with $10 a month, as well as show content and ask any question you want, which will be discussed on Friday's show. If you want to big take that step and take your keys into your own coins, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device securely on the Ledger website and it won't be tampered with, as well as helping support the show with no extra cost to you. Let's dig into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Way of Crypto Podcast. We have a ton of news to go over, a literal ton. CPI data numbers came out 9.1%. Everyone knows that by now. Uh, However, the impact on crypto, very low, uh, it's in the green right now. We'll go over that a little bit. Some Celsius stuff, they fired Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and there's $1.2 billion missing. We'll get into that. And the Ethereum merger has a firm-ish date, Uh, so... uh, May have jumped the gun on firm a little bit, but uh, the timeline that they have laid out is not final. However, uh, it is pretty good is what, uh, is what they're saying about that. And there's a ton of people that think Bitcoin is going to $10,000. We're going to talk about why they're probably wrong. And uh, yeah, let's get into a market, market watch right now. We're greed and fear index. We're currently sitting at a 15. Yesterday we were in 18. Last week at 20. Still in extreme fear, uh, reflective of the price action that's happened since Wednesday. After receiving that CPI data, Bitcoin went down, hitting, I think, low 19,200, 19, 19,300. Bounce around there for a little while and then push back up above twenty thousand and it's been here since and right now it's kind of encroaching on twenty-one thousand. Uh the top twenty, top fifteen cryptocurrencies here. We'll go over those. Bitcoin is currently sitting at two thousand seven hundred and seventy-eight dollars, up five percent on the twenty-four hour, down three percent on the seven-day though. Ethereum is up twelve percent on the twenty-four, sitting at twelve hundred and thirteen dollars. This is a uh a reflection of the merger setting uh, setting a hard date for the merger. A lot of people didn't think that was going to happen or if it did happen, didn't think it was going to go well. I think hearing a merger date is uh, very good for uh, confidence in the Ethereum project because Ethereum, there's no question, Ethereum has been lacking confidence. Ethereum investors have been lacking confidence over the last three to four months or so and this is going to help them get some of that back xrp we're sitting at 33 cents up 6.79 percent of the 24 down about a point and a half on the seven day cardano is up four percent of the 24 sitting at 43 cents solana is up 37 dollars 37 also up uh, significantly at 11 percent on the 24 hour and up two percent on the seven day Dogecoin's at six cents up five percent of the 24 hour down eight and a half percent on the seven day Polkadot is up 8% at $6.86. Shiba New is up 6.89%. Matic up 12%. For those that don't know, Polygon has actually been selected as Disney's blockchain, uh, which is massive news for Matic. I'm surprised the price action isn't going up. More right now, but uh, maybe it just needs kind of time to settle in. Uh, it is up 22% on the seven day, however. Uh, so, Matic, congratulations, Matic Holders, because uh, you're up like 100% over the last, in this bear market, since their lowest point, you're up almost 100% now. Uh, so, it's great news for Matic Holders and really positive news for blockchain, with Disney being one of the biggest media companies in the world selecting Polygon as their blockchain for their NFT projects. We'll see what comes out of that and we'll be watching that closely. And I'm sure that's gonna be hard to miss. Uh, So first we're gonna get into the Ethereum story. Ethereum devs confirm the perpetual date for the merger. So this is pretty big. Um, It's been delayed several times several may be an uh, understatement however they appear to have uh, not final but firm dates set for merger uh, both testnet and mainnet and let's get into that article right now ethereum's transition journey from proof of work to proof of stake could take up to years what ethereum's journey from proof of work to proof of stake journey could take up to years as it began with the launch of Beacon Chain in December 2020 and has seen several delays on the way. Sorry about that. It's just the way the sentence was written was just out of this world. Ethereum network is nearing the merger phase of its crucial transition from proof of work mining to consensus proof of work, proof of stake. Ethereum devs offered a perpetual merger date during a conference call on Thursday. This was yeah, so this all happened yesterday. This is brand new, off the press. The conference saw, call saw core developer Tim Biko, who runs core protocol meetings, propose September 19th as a tentative target for the first date for the merger. The proposal target date didn't face any objection from the core developers. Later, Ethereum developer SuperFizz.eth tweeted about the roadmap to the merger and also cleared that the proposal target date should be seen as a roadmap rather than a hard Deadline. I think everyone's used to that right now. If you follow this stuff and you follow the dates of Ethereum's uh, Ethereum's updates, if you follow the dates of Ethereum's updates, you're pretty used to this being a roadmap and not a hard uh, hard date by now. This is a tweet by Superfiz.eth. The merger, the merge timeline isn't final, but it's extremely exciting to see it coming together. Please regard this as a planning timeline and look out for official announcements. Ethereum's transition journey to proof of stake based Ethereum 2.0 began on December 1st, 2020 with the launch of Beacon Chain, initially phase zero of the transition. Phase one of the program was scheduled to launch in mid 2021, but got delayed to the first quarter of 2022 owing to unfinished work and complexities involved in code auditing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't see any problem with that. They just Mm -hmm. want to make sure the code works. We're very used to proof of stake tokens uh, and their networks not being very stable. And Ethereum, Ethereum wants to change this. Uh, where i lost my spot here earlier in the year sapoli testnet beacon chain went live setting the stage for its merge dress rehearsal to give ethereum network developers valuable technical insights the sapolia the sapolia was eventually merged with the network on 7th july so the various stages of the ethereum's transition and e2.0 started with phase Uh, Phase 0, which was Beacon Chain to initiate a transition phase to proof of stake. Phase 1, initiate sharding. And Phase 2, transition from the Ethereum virtual machine to the Ethereum web assembly. The final trial of the merger is set to occur on the... going to be terrible at pronouncing this, but the Gorelli network, which is scheduled for the second week of August after its merger, the official merge slated for the second half of September, right now it's September 15th, but like they said, that's a roadmap more than a firm date, but should happen sometime in mid-September, it would become a priority for devs. Ethereum transition to proof-of-stake-based network is expected to reduce its energy and uh, yeah, this, the main point of this is to get it compliant with all the ESG boards around the world that are just destroying uh, anything, anything and everything they touch. However, Ethereum and uh, Vitalik Buterin see proof of stake as a better option or proof of work. Um, and I don't necessarily agree, but I think switching Ethereum to a proof of stake... may not be a bad thing having both the number one and number two on different protocols. Uh, Bitcoin staying on proof of work for security Mm -hmm. and being used as a medium of exchange and a hard money. And then Ethereum uh, being moved to a proof of stake and being used to manage NFTs and uh, everything else that comes along with that Mm -hmm. in the future. Because Ethereum is truly on the cutting edge. And uh, I think them moving to proof of stake is not necessarily a bad thing. Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin has aggressively defended proof-of-stake lately while arguing that quite the opposite to common belief proof-of-stake does not include voting on protocol parameters, just like proof-of-work doesn't. Buterin also explained that nodes reject invalid blocks in both proof-of-stake and proof-of-work. So this is a tweet from Vitalik Buterin. I hope it is understandable by the common man here. Um, I just lost my page. There we go. Pro tip. If there's a long established tradition of debating, people debating A versus B based on deep arguments touching on math, economics, and moral philosophy, and you come along saying B is dumb because of online technicality involving definitions, you're probably wrong. Okay, don't understand exactly what that means, but uh, he's just defending proof-of-stake and going on to proof-of-stake. And like I said, I don't know if he needs to defend this. I don't think a lot of people are too upset Ethereum is moving to proof-of-stake. I think a lot of people would be really, really upset if Bitcoin was moving to proof-of-stake. But uh, Ethereum is just viewed as uh, as a tech, I think, slightly different than a hard money like uh, Bitcoin. And Bitcoin needs a security a proof of proof-of-work and needs those networks to stay up no matter what which proof-of-work has been shown to be doing over the last... A decade or so. The Bitcoin network has just been up and going without any hiccups. Uh, and Ethereum as well, really, by a lot of these proof-of-stake tokens have had network stability problems. And I think that is something that should be um, kind of Separated from any kind of payment rails like Bitcoin and the Lightning Network, for example. We should stress that this isn't an emergency. It doesn't affect any funds today, but this will be a major problem. Post merger and validators are incentivized to disrupt each other to poach a share of millions of cash in MEV. Uh, So, yeah, highlighting some of the key vulnerabilities, I guess. The report highlighted that validators on the network leak their IP addresses while broadcasting attestations and blocks, which are linked to their public key. But these validators are known ahead of time, allowing for highly targeted and selective attacks, uh, whether it be DOS or other, against upcoming validators. The HOP... Our team noted that the auto report even labeled the issue as mitigated, which is not true because attackers are not limited to DOS attacks attacking the Tukin nodes. So a lot of that I didn't understand, to be honest, I'm not a, I'm not a technical person. Um, I am a technical person when regards to some things, but not within uh, uh, the hacking area at all. So uh, I, I didn't really understand this, but I guess uh, for those of you that do. It's good to keep on in the loop. And uh, we know just by watching these networks over time, uh, like I said before, that proof of stake just is not reliable as proof of work, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It depends on what the use case is of the blockchain. So Ethereum's primary use case right now is for developers to build other things on top of it, uh, including their big thing since 2020 or so is NFTs, right? So um, Ethereum's not being used as a... Uh, medium of exchange the same way uh, lightning is in countries So you have El Salvador using a lightning network as a medium of exchange in an actual country and businesses and individuals Depending on this for a medium of exchange, you need that network to be incredibly secure and you need it to run on proof-of-work and even though uh, lightning is a newer less secure tech than uh, than the Bitcoin blockchain uh, you have both so if you're using Bitcoin that Bitcoin is transferable between both uh, both on-chain and uh, and Lightning. So Lightning is supported by nodes, and uh, on-chain is supported by miners, obviously. And the uh, proof-of-stake we've had, mainly Solana, has gone down uh, several times over proof-of-stake, and it's been highly publicized. Ethereum has been just as stable as Bitcoin, but it's been on proof-of-work, as uh, those of you listening know. Uh, and there has been some that have offered a lot of stability. So we shouldn't blame proof-of-stake necessarily for the uh, networks going down such as Solana. That could be single a singular thing directed towards the Solana developers because there is protocols such as Cardano that are uh, very stable and have been proven very stable. And even their forks and hard forks have been relatively good cardano is one of those one of those tokens that has been pretty good as far as reliability goes Uh, we'll talk about celsius here so uh, for those of you that don't know they fired chapter 11 bankruptcy this was late tuesday night filed chapter 11 and then uh, opening up their books There was a clear $1.2 billion hole in their balance sheet. This article is from Coindesk. The title is Celsius Celsius acknowledges $1.2 billion hole in their balance sheet. Uh, So we'll get into this a little bit together and find out if they know why. But I'm going to have a feeling they don't quite yet. The news comes after the ailing crypto lender filed for bankruptcy protection on Wednesday. Celsius Network, the liquidity-strapped crypto lender that suspended withdrawals, has a $1.2 billion hole in its balance sheet. According to a new court filing from the company advisor partner Kirkland & Ellis, the document, which was filed to the U.S. Bankruptcy Court of the Southern District of New York, shows that Celsius holds $4.3 billion of assets and $5.5 billion of liabilities. In its list of assets, Celsius claimed... Celsius claimed it had about $600 million in CEL token, however, the company noted in the filing the total market cap of CEL as of July 12th was roughly $170.3 million. Celsius was one of several firms that had been hit hard by the ongoing liquidity crisis in the crypto sector. It halted deposits withdrawals on June 12th, hired restructuring experts to advise on its financial situation, and filed for bankruptcy protection on Wednesday. Uh, yep. Wednesday, that's right. It wasn't Tuesday. It was very late on Wednesday. As a firm was looking for solutions to its financial difficulties, crypto exchange FTX reportedly walked away from its talks about a potentially deal to acquire Celsius, pointing to a $2 billion hole in the Celsius balance sheet. That was, uh, I guess, about two weeks ago or so now that FTX was looking at uh, purchasing Celsius. It the same time same time frame or actually slightly before their uh their acquisition talks with BlockFi about that $250 million purchase of BlockFi that FDX has promised to do. Uh, it was slightly before that. They were looking at purchasing Celsius, then announced they found that $2 billion hole, walked away from the project. And then since that time, Celsius has continued paying off its loans, which is strain, uh, strange. Uh, but the loans that it was paying off were all on DeFi projects. So, no traditional finance loans, no loans from individuals, or no loans from uh, no depositors that have used their platform. It was only paying off, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> it was only paying off DeFi protocols, which I thought was extremely interesting, uh, seeing that they, there was no protection from them against DeFi. It's not like a traditional lender, and they were forced to pay their loans or lose everything using defi protocols showing that defi is still working as the way it should even though the whole world is clap the whole crypto world is collapsing down around us uh it's not the it's not defi's fault it's not crypto's fault it's not bitcoin's fault those are all functioning just fine on their own it's the interweavings of traditional finance getting into the crypto space and sticking their hands in things that are causing uh these bad actors to be liquidated and uh their projects to collapse. It is entirely human errors. It is not uh, DeFi or crypto's fault. It's the uh, humans that are getting involved in it and the way that they are operating and that um, they're using old traditional finance tactics. And not just any tactics, but the traditional finance dirty dirty tactics is what they're using and it's causing uh, crashes all over the place, all around us. Uh, anyways, back to the article here. However, Celsius started to make good on its debt to decentralized finance protocols. Just like I said, sometimes I t- speak just slightly ahead of these articles. I find protocols of a compound and maker as part of a treasury management maneuver to get a hold of its assets, locked up as collateral of the loans. Crypto, crypto lender paid off $223 million to maker. 235 million to Ave and 258 million to Compound, closing its last loan on Tuesday. Yeah, so it closed its loan on Tuesday. It went to zero on all DeFi protocols. So it paid off every, everything and was essentially down to zero on DeFi, money owed to DeFi. And then filed Chapter 11, uh, which is interesting. Maybe someone that knows more about the traditional finance world can let me know why uh, they did choose to pay off those DeFi protocols before claiming chapter 11 in their traditional in the traditional world as a result this firm was able to reclaim almost 1.4 billion in tokens mostly held in the form of wrapped btc and a type of staked eth derivative so that's the uh STETH, the staked eth uh, and uh, there's been no news on the all that wrapped bitcoin they had i think it was close to half a billion dollars they moved to ftx uh in wrapped Bitcoin and they've used FTX to sell uh, sell before. So everyone was expecting them to sell that all that wrapped Bitcoin. However, it doesn't appear that they've done so. No uh, on-chain uh, analysis has indicated that Celsius has sold all that Bitcoin. I think it's still sitting in FTX and uh, I'm not sure why. And I don't think anyone quite knows exactly what's happening here. Um, so, Bitcoin and price predictions. Okay, so we had a special weekend episode that was last Saturday about how lots of people are talking about Bitcoin price action moving, going up and then crashing down hard, us finding a bottom and then bouncing off that bottom and continuing moving into a bear market. And I just wanted to warn everyone about when people, when everyone thinks Bitcoin is going to do one thing, often it does the other. And it's kind of looking, uh, similar to how it did when everyone expected Bitcoin to go to hundred thousand dollars, everyone, everyone and their mother was predicting Bitcoin to go to a hundred thousand, and what happens? We go to twenty thousand instead. So it's very similar, but in the opposite direction of price action. So everyone's extremely bearish right now, and market sentiment is terrible. Everyone thinks Bitcoin is going nowhere but down, and uh, it's not just the Wall Street. Uh, people that are saying bitcoin's going down but everyone everyone in the crypto space really thinks bitcoin's going to 10,000, 13,000, 14,000 it doesn't matter where it is but it's going people think it's going lower and uh, just wanted to remind people that bitcoin has A very strong reoccurring theme to go do the opposite of what people think, unless it's a halving and we know it's going up because it's getting more scarce. That's easy to predict though. But uh, price action on the short term, extremely hard to predict. And there may not be catalysts to these things that people are calling for. So we have people calling for uh, Bitcoin to hit $13,000, but what's the catalyst? So we have in July, we do have a Federal Reserve announcement that uh, if we're in a recession or not. So if the Fed comes out and says we're in a re- in a recession, uh, is that the catalyst to plunge Bitcoin down another 40%, 40%, 50%? Maybe. I don't think so. I think recession price action is already mixed in. And uh, I think most of us already think we're in a recession, myself included. I think most of us are already feeling it. Whether the Fed says so or not, I don't really care. However... I'm not as neurotic as a lot of traders on the market. As you have seen, if you watch the market, it's extremely. Uh, the market traders are extremely neurotic, and small news will drive prices uh, to the up and down just massively. Uh, so it may be something that I don't quite understand why people react the way they do to something like news that the Federal Reserve may be delivering on the 27th. However, I just think a lot of that may be priced in. Of course, this is non-financial advice, but uh, I don't see another catalyst. So CPI numbers in August, if we do receive them in August, I don't remember if there is CPI numbers in August. There must be, I guess, but um, the those numbers are going to be from July. So energy costs have gone down uh, through the month of July. So the CPI numbers. Whether they be real inflation numbers or not, CPI numbers are going to be lower than they were this time. So they're not going to be 9.1. They're going to be going down because energy cost has gone down through the month of July. You can see it at the gas uh, at the gas stations right now. If you go there, the fuel prices are lower. That's going to cause the CPI uh, index to drop. So there's no catalyst that I see in August causing these this bottom of uh, bitcoin price and however i do see a massive catalyst that we've already experienced that has caused bitcoin to reach a potential bottom such as the collapse of terra luna and the liquidations of all these and bankruptcies is all these massive crypto institutions i see that as a driver and a capitulation event to reach a bitcoin bottom so my theory, and this is not financial advice, of course, but my theory is we're at the bottom right now, and I think we're going to push back up from here. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to bet on this 10K, 13K, 14K Bitcoin price action, and it's going to cause a short squeeze that is going to cause. In return that price to move in the opposite direction. But let's get into the article. There's more on this. Those are just my theories, but we'll talk into... Uh, we'll, we'll read this article. It's going into market sentiment and what people think Bitcoin price is going to do over the relative short term. This is from Cointelegraph. Two Bitcoin price prediction polls, same outcome, 10K BTC is coming. While well, a classic technical indicator could be hinting at a BTC price fall between... Price fall below 13,000 as well. Bitcoin investors in China plan to buy the dip despite an ongoing market correction and the nationwide crypto ban. A new survey shows. Just a little coffee break there for a sec. Consensus sees Bitcoin at 10K. Consensus. So, how is like? When has consensus ever been right about Bitcoin price action? I'd like to know that date. A survey of 20,000. Sorry, two thousand two hundred people conducted on Chinese China-based social media platform Weibo found that eight percent of the world of would buy Bitcoin. This is article is written really terribly here. Hold on, uh, let me see if I can correct this. A survey of twenty-two hundred people conducted on a Chinese-based social media platform Weibo found that eight percent of people would. Buy Bitcoin when it's priced at eighteen thousand, according to Wu Blockchain. While twenty-six percent of the respondents prefer to wait until Bitcoin reaches fifteen thousand, but a majority anticipated the price fall to even further, uh, and that would be forty down forty percent, and would buy at ten thousand. In a survey, this is by uh, if you want to follow this, it's uh, at Wu Blockchain on Twitter. In a survey of more than twenty-two hundred people conducted in Chinese crypto community. On Weibo, 8% of the voters believe that Bitcoin, yeah, so just going over the price action that we just discussed, so most of the people believe it's going to 10000 and uh, Bitcoin has the potential, and the Bitcoin has, the odds are that it's going to do the opposite of what everyone thinks. And when market sentiment gets at its very lowest point, that's a very good sign of a bottom. And we don't, we don't know if we're there for sure or not. It's impossible to predict, and it's possible to know when you're there. And you don't know when you're at the bottom until, uh, until you have some hindsight. However, we had these major, major crypto institutions and products go bankrupt, and a top 10 protocol, top 10, top 20 protocol, just get entirely wiped out in hours. And that is a major capitulation event, and that is a major bottom signal. And uh, people are just kind of blowing past that and talking about other things that could happen. But what do we have, CPI data? The only thing we have is another black swan and more, uh, more bankruptcies. However, it appears to be slowing down. So a lot of these institutions, the institutions that were affected by the Terra Luna collapse it's been about a month now or so and most have been affected already and there's nothing else we're hearing about at the moment that is of course subject to change and there could be people that are hiding their issues in the shadows however it appears to be slowing down and unless there's another black swan event which happened to the terra luna foundation of course that is uh that is The potential of that is always there. However, if you look at where people are getting this price action from and Bitcoin dropping another 40-50%, I just don't see a catalyst. I don't see it. In particular, Bitcoin's month-to-month price change, which tracks the 30-day change in the regional Bitcoin price, has been positive only during US session. So, I'm not going to get in this article. It's it's too scrambled and uh, it's really poorly written to read here. Um, however, you get the point. Bitcoin's sediment is just terrible. Everyone thinks it's going to drop another 40 50%. And if you look at the history of Bitcoin, it has a tendency to do the opposite of what everyone thinks. So, take that from what you may. It's non financial advice. Um, but it is uh, an indicator that a short squeeze would be real easy because there's going to be lots of people that are going to be shorting this market. Um, Yeah, so that's going to be it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Have a great weekend. Today's Friday, so it's going to be no show on Saturday, Sunday, unless something crazy happens. We'll do a show as always. Have a great weekend. Price action is real good right now, and uh, we're setting... Higher lows and higher highs consistently. They're very small, but they are higher. And we'll see what happens into next week. I kind of feel good about it. Hope I'm not wrong. Um, Yeah, have a great weekend. If you guys want to get in touch with me, you can go to thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email form there. You can fill that out and I'll get back to you over email. There's also an RSS link on my website if you guys run your own podcast server and you want to add me to your podcast server, you can do that through the link on the website. If you want to support the show, uh, you can use the Patreon link in the show description. We have a $3 general supporter tier and a $10 contributor tier. Uh, Both of those are monthly. And we also allow... Listeners, to buy Ledger products through an affiliate link that's in the description. Uh, So, if you are looking for a Ledger or hardware device, I use a Ledger. I haven't used a Trezor device. I probably will try one in the future so I can review it on the show. Uh, But I've chosen Ledger as our only affiliate, and uh, you can use the link in the description. This ensures you're buying the Ledger device from the official. Ledger website and it has not been tampered with. Don't buy your ledgers off eBay or Amazon or any of that kind of stuff. There's been horror stories about these ledger devices actually uh, being tampered with, so people can steal your crypto once you load it on the device. Anyways, if you're gonna buy it, buy it through the led- official Ledger website. You can do that through the link in the description, and I get 10% of the um, 10% of the sale price to help support the show at no extra cost to you. So that's a way you can support the show as well if you don't want to use Patreon. Anyways, have a great day and I will see you on Monday. Bye for now.